Is the US government stealing the minds of youth through video games? Is pinball stealing our nickels and dimes and corrupting our children? Let's, Let's learn, learn a thing, thing or two. two. back to the Two Top Podcast. We have a special episode today. I'm joined in the studio today with my good friend Devin. Hey Hi. everyone. And Esther. Hi. I don't know, Devin Lamb. And uh, Esther Janice. Esther Janice. Yes. Okay, welcome everyone. Yeah. So it's going to be still two topics, but we're going to have a kind of group discussion here. Am I right? Yeah. A little banter. <laughs> we're ready. We're going to try to teach you guys things. So you guys don't know what I have prepared, right? No. No. Not any clue. No. Not okay. one. Not Perfect. One. That's, that's not good. a single one. Oh, I hinted earlier that I'm going to cover a topic. Something spooky? Something spooky. I love spooky. Something mm-hmm. ominous. So you guys are podcast fans. Perfect. You like the spooky yes. podcast, right? Oh, yes. So I'm going to talk about a mythical arcade game from the 1980s. I love arcades. <laughs> I know. It's, it's games. We all love games. This game is special, though, because no one knows if it actually existed, but everyone has heard of it. From 1981, it's called Polybius. Okay. So people who know Polybius are are freaked out by it because there were some crazy things that that followed the release of this Polybius game or release. Was it really released? Is this like Jumanji? So kind of. There's like some magical <laughs> kind of supernatural things going on here. So I call it the mythical arcade game that fed off youth minds. So Ooh. kind of brainwashing. So, okay, I'll give you a little history here. In 1981, an unheard of new arcade game appeared in several suburbs of Portland, Oregon, just in Portland, Oregon. Mm. Now, people are like, why Oregon? Well, that was a good suburban region for, like, testing video games at the time. So a lot of the companies like Sega, they would put their games in Oregon for all the all the little kids in, mm. in high school, middle school, junior high back then, or whatever they <laughs> called it, to play these games for the first time. So... People who recall seeing Polybius for the first time remember seeing Men in Black turn up to this arcade one day and just drop off this game. So when we think of Men in Black, we think of like Will Smith and like, you know, classic. But they obviously look like official government men. So people are like, okay, what's up with this game? So they collected data from the game periodically and allegedly testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects. So players supposedly suffered from a series of unpleasant side effects from playing it, including amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and even hallucinations. Don't like that. Oh my gosh. So approximately one month after its release in 1981, Polybius is said to have disappeared without a trace. Hmm. So yeah, okay, there could have been medical reasons why they removed it, or maybe the government got what they were after. Hmm. You know? (laughs) Pretty scary, right? So they're kind of feeding off minds. That's what I like to think of. But also there were reasons for, for games kind of making people have I don't know about hallucinations, but night terrors. You could have, mm-hmm. you know, nightmares about video games. You could play it so much that you could feel sick, like to your stomach for right. staring at a screen for that long. And it was said that Polybius, although there's no exact documentation of like mm-hmm. what the game was, it was like a linear game where you're like trying to move a little craft through. It was similar to a game. Um, Tempest. Tempest, exactly, Thomas. Tempest was very similar to it. Um, thank you. I know my Polybius story. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was I, where was I going with this, guys? Temp- oh, young yeah, lines. there's reasons. Okay, this video game used vector graphics, <clears throat> but also the, the typical graphics at the time. So there was kind of a hybrid, which other games really didn't have, the two different types. So that could have been a reason mm-hmm. that people felt sick playing the game. But 
but no one really knew for sure. So some rumors came up in um, later on in the early 2000s online that this game actually existed. Um, CoinUp, a website dedicated to arcade games, actually published an article on um, Polybius being an actual game. Hmm. But there wasn't too much. It was all vague details. And then another guy came um, up in 2006. His name was Stephen Roach, and he claimed to have worked on the team that actually developed the game. And he had all these details which were mm-hmm. exact to what people remember. So he could have heard those rumors right. and kind of transformed them into this kind of rumor to, to spread, um, you know, this kind of mischief on the internet. Yeah. You know, you're, right. you're trolling. But also... They could have done it to direct traffic to this one website, maybe, as kind of like an advertising gimmick. But all his details led to some interesting um, leads into the game, such as the company that actually made it, um, Sinisloschen, which in, <laughs> it's like a bad German translation for sense delete or sensory deprivation, which kind of relates to mm, the idea yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. So this organization was supposedly an organization from Europe that was hired by a U.S. company to develop a game possibly for the U.S. government, military, to, like, get kids' brains and kind of have them react in weird ways. And what year did you say this was? This is the early 2000s. This is 2006 that he admits all this stuff. But this was happening in the 80s. Gotcha. It was before the 80s. It was probably, like, 79, 80, and then 81 is when it got to the stores. But they were Mm -hmm. testing, and he said that he was, this guy, Stephen Roach, was was fired from the team because he knew too much about it, and he leaked information, which kind of sounds intriguing and sounds real, but nothing has ever been proven. Also dramatic. Yeah. Exactly. So nowadays, people don't know what the game really was back in the day, Mm -hmm. but there have been recreations. Mm -hmm. There's like a PC game, and I kind of want to play it, but also there's like (laughs) this whole rumor around it that makes me... It might like steal your brain. Yeah. It might steal your brain, exactly. And I understand that playing games for a while are bad on you, you know? Yeah. But also, there was a particular instance in Japan where an episode of Pokemon was released, and Pikachu, there was an explosion with flashing blue and red light, mm-hmm. and then Pikachu's eyes flickered certain colors, and 900 kids went to the hospital. <laughs> after this one episode of, right? of Pokemon. Oh my god. Like in epilepsy? Because it caused epileptic seizures, yeah. because this exact triggering exact, of the light, light. made yeah. kids react. So, th- I mean, epilepsy can be triggered from even brushing your teeth, just like that really? repetitive motion. Hmm. I mean, even when I, like, pump up a bicycle tire, I feel a little queasy. I'll admit <laughs> I'm not epileptic you know i i don't have any seizures thank goodness i'm I'm very fortunate but i can see how some people might be triggered by Mm -hmm. colors and lights so maybe this game just had the perfect combination of those lights triggering people i don't know yeah similar to the pokemon episode glad i never saw that one (laughs) yeah i also wonder though like i it makes almost it makes sense like that the government would want to test like because i i imagine like video games were pretty new then and like Mm -hmm. to I don't know, to, like, have this new phenomenon where kids can, like, have this immersive, like, entertainment experience. Like, they're not just watching something. They're, like, in it. They're, like, yeah. a player in, like, this universe almost mm-hmm. to want to test that. But also, it was the 80s. So, like, I don't know. I feel I like weird you. things happen. Yeah, there's the some sketchy. There's always <laughs> sketchy stuff going. But the 80s, yeah. Techno- technological sketchiness was, yeah. was at a just high. general weirdness. Coming, yeah. yeah. There was a rumor that the government was using it because one of the side effects was kids never wanting to play video games again. They're like, oh, man, I feel bad. I don't want to ever play a game again. 
that was maybe mm. the goal of the government if they had a part behind it to try to get kids to stop being addicted to games to make them feel sick but these reactions went beyond just not wanting to play video games people actually got sick mm. there was actually an instance in 81 where two students one one kid was playing tempest and the other was playing um asteroids i guess or, or another game and they were trying to both trying to set records and they got they both got sick one kid had like a stomach bug or something and he was like I don't know if he, like, threw up at the Mm -hmm. arcade or something, but people might have spread that rumor as, like, this mythical game is messing with his mind or something. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole bunch of rumors. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that so many people recall Polybius as a game, but there have never been any recovered actual game consoles. People have made recreations. And I'll recommend you guys should watch after this. It's a spooky video. (laughs) Great. Um, The guy is called um, Angry Video Game Nerd. And he, he's got a cool YouTube channel, and he did a little cinematic little movie about Polybius where he actually finds um, in a warehouse of, like, used arcade games. He finds a, a, a like a vintage Polybius game mm. and he plays it. And I'll let you guys watch the video because it's, like, we'll link it in the description. We'll link it below. We'll link it below, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Well, so when I was growing up, um, do you know the game Kirby's Air Ride for the GameCube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that game would always make me dizzy when I played it. And I don't know if it's like the same sort of phenomenon, but I also, I remember like having very vivid dreams, like after I would play Kirby's Air Ride of just like Kirby's Air Ride. Um, (laughs) And I'm pretty sure my mom made a rule at one point that like we couldn't play it for more than like 30 minutes in a day. And a lot of games say that you're not allowed to, you should go outside, you should take a break because Mm. it could possibly cause seizures. And Mm. I guess more games, more so than others, you know, depending on the graphics. Kirby, I'm sure there was a lot of, like, <laughs> air ride sound. It was, like, a lot of jumping around. It's like a lot moving. of moving around. Yeah. It's very fast-paced. Yeah, and people know that, and especially for kids. Do you, kids definitely react stronger than maybe adults would to colors and motion. Yeah, Like, it means a whole lot to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole visceral experience of a video game yeah. for a kid might really mess you up. I don't know. <laughs> this Polybius game sure did, if it even existed. We don't know. So... That's what I have, guys. Yeah. Unless we have any more comments, we can we can shift it to you guys can teach me something that I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, so I'm talking about pinball. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about pinball just because I love pinball so much. Like, I'm not good at it. Like, it's nothing like that. I just think pinball is such a fun game. Um, and... I've been to pinball museums across the country. I go to arcades. Like, I'm just really into pinball. Um, pinball. So, Do you like it for, like, the the design part of so it? So I think it's, like, it's a really cool game, and it also has just, like, a ton of really interesting history. Um, and also, like, pinball through the ages, uh, which is usually how a pinball museum is set up. You'll have, like, all the pinball machines in age order so like the oldest pinball machine up until the newest pinball machine and you can like see when they added this and when they started doing this so in you know the 50s when they were making pinball machines they're very simple it's just like a couple things probably a ball that goes out back right yeah it's just flippers a couple different um so a couple different obstacles and you just yeah 
Can you walk me through some of like the parts of pinball? Like the flip, I didn't know they were called the flippers. Yeah, that makes sense though. It does make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm no pinball expert. I'm just an <laughs> You're no pinball wizard. <laughs> You're the resident pinball expert. <laughs> it's Yeah, so, you know, if you imagine ta- uh, a pinball table, you're probably imagining one of the ones that were created in like the 90s and early yeah. 2000s, which are really flashy. There's a lot going on. A lot on. of like pop culture. Um, yeah, so yeah, a lot of too, pop yeah. culture in pinball movies, um, TV shows, stuff like that. Um, And a lot of times I'll find myself when playing pinball, it's just like something will happen. Like the ball goes in this hole and you're just like, I didn't know it could go there. Cool. And now I have a thousand more points. So it's the idea of like stumbling upon new things. Right. That's really exciting. But there are people who know like the ins and outs of every single machine. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because like, Pinball is, like, a really big deal. There are pinball competitions, like, different things like that. But, like, when pinball was first being created, there was no, you know, Frankenstein that rises up from the floor when you hit this certain thing. Have you played one where there's a Frankenstein that rises up from the floor? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was just, like, simple obstacles. It would bounce off. Some of them are, like, I've played a baseball-type one from, I guess it was from the either the 50s or 60s where... um, you're trying to, like, get home runs, and you're trying yeah. to, like, advance your base runners, so, like, they're a little, like, interactive like that. So, in a way, that's kind of, like, a micro-story version, mm-hmm. and I know I was watching a video about Polybius, and actually it has to do with arcades and the designer of pinball games. He's, like, the best designer in the world, and I gave a little bio of him. He said that he tried to design games to tell a story, mm-hmm. and players would try mm-hmm. to get the ball to go in certain parts of the story, whether that's following the the parts of a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would definitely say that pinball falls into that category just because it's so, like, there's so much going on. And the actions that, like, you do yourself, you launch the ball and you use the flippers. Like, you're not, it's not super involved. Flippers. The flippers. That's the best thing I've learned. <laughs> do you know a little history on pinball? Oh, yeah. When it was created? So, um, pinball was invented in, like, the 1870s. Um, so it's a super old game, and it was not created with the flippers. Um, it was just a ball that you would launch, and it would it would do its thing. Um, like on pins, right? Yeah. And then just dance between, yeah. Right. So in that time, it was popular to, like, hit and shake the pinball machine, which is now, like, super frowned upon in, like, competitive That's, like, pinball. etiquette, pinball etiquette. Yeah, when no, you, you, don't, okay. you don't bump or shake the machine. Like, if something gets stuck, like... You're allowed to rest your hands and press the flipper buttons, right? That's and that's it. it. That's it. We no shaking. No bumping. Because it does what it does. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but so, what you might not know about pinball is it was banned for like 40 years. Really? It, between... In the U.S. In the U.S.? Mm-hmm. So, it was really popular in the 1930s. Um, everyone was playing pinball. Um, but then, in the 1940s, like, pinball became like this horrible thing, um, and it was especially a big deal in New York City, um, where they were like, it's taking the hard-earned nickels and dimes from our youths, and it's wasting their time, um, and it was also seen as, like, a form of gambling, which is, like, what was the, that was, like, the basis of the band, was that it was gambling, um, but. But it was a game banned, because they didn't want youth to be corrupted. Um, and also at this time it was like the war so they're like we're wasting on this metal making these Uh, pinball machines we should be focusing more on things having to do with the war um but so yeah in new york city uh mayor laguardia like rounded up all the machines it was banned in all public 
spaces. Um, so they rounded up all the machines and like had like prohibition style raids where they yeah, would like come would in come and like an take your yeah they would like That's come because they would be you know in like pizza joints and like bars and stuff Everywhere, like that. Yeah. Um, so these government officials would come in and steal your games. Right. They would just take Terrible. the pinball machines. And there's actually, like, photos of, like, the mayor of New York City at the time, like, beating a pinball machine with a sledgehammer. <laughs> what? And, like, and, like, yeah, it was, don't like... Don't shake it, but don't hit it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> That's number one. And they, like, they, like, dumped them in the rivers of New York City. Like, they, like, destroyed the Are, pinball machines. Do you think machines? they're still Love fossilized... <laughs> There's that would... ruins of pinball in the East River. I think that's something we need to I, ch- see for ourselves. I feel like there's so many like weird things in the rivers, in yeah. the rivers of New York City. Like I'm not I'm sure saying, I want to know. Oh my gosh. Um. So they they think that they only got one fifth of all pinball machines in New York City when they did these when these, these raid, raids. Okay. Yeah. Um. And other cities followed. It wasn't just exclusive to New York City. Were there and secret pinball clubs? Oh yeah, like (laughs) yeah, for sure. Pinball totally went underground because even because um, it wasn't until the seventies that it was like unbanned. Um, And there are like pinball machines that were made in the fifties and the Mm sixties. Like Mm -hmm. they didn't stop making them. It just like it was super like taboo, and it was like a symbol of rebel culture, which is cool. The pinball, yeah, a tattoo of a pinball machine, (laughs) and um. Until just a few years ago, um, it was illegal in Nashville to be under 18 and playing pinball. Um, wow. Or even standing within 10 feet of a pinball machine. When I think of pinball, I think of little kids being, like, amazed by moving parts and, like, yeah. a game. Yeah. Um, in it. That's crazy. And to this day, it is illegal to play pinball in Ocean City, New Jersey, on Sundays, which no one follows that rule, because I was looking up on that. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've played pinball in Ocean City, New Jersey, <laughs> on a Sunday. Plenty of arcades. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a ton, especially like along the boardwalk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's like technically a law, but like no one follows Let's it. Let's go break that law. Let's just go yeah. do it. I want to do that, <laughs> Thomas. There's actually a pinball arcade, like a really nice one in our hometown. Yeah, it's on the corner of. Uh... It's that shopping center yeah. in Fraser. Yeah, I've been there. I went there once because I. I had never heard of it, and someone's like, "Yeah, you've been to the pinball arcade." I'm like, "What?" Because it was such like a novelty and like crazy thing, and mm-hmm. I went. I was really impressed. Oh yeah, they're super cool, and like yeah. they they frame them as museums a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you like pay a flat fee to go in. That's um, what I did. Yeah. And then like each machine will have like you know maybe like a paragraph of like history and stuff. Um, I really want to play a pinball machine and kind of like really get into it now. Yeah. Not oh, just so much play fun. it to get mm-hmm. a score, but I want to, like, look at all the parts and mm-hmm. see, like, everything. It's, pinball is so fascinating. Um, in the 60s, there was a smear campaign against JFK when he was, like, running for election um, because there was a photograph of him and, like, some guy who was, like, part of a pinball operation, like, in the same photograph. So, like, they used that, like, in the 60s as a oh smear campaign against wow. JFK. Pinball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until the 70s that it was unbanned, um, and like it's such a dramatic story, um, and how it got unbanned because they there was like a court case, and they brought a court case. Like <laughs> oh at yeah, the Supreme Court level. Um, I don't want to say Supreme, but it was State. a court case. But yeah, about it was pinball. about pinball. Um, so they brought in the best pinball player they could find, which was this guy Roger Sharp, and his job was to prove to the jury that pinball was a game of skill and not chance. Because once they added flippers in, uh. 1947. You can direct it. You can, yeah, yeah. Then it was like a game of skill and less mm-hmm. so like I guess that makes shooting sense. the ball yeah. and just yeah. seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, because it's less like gambling then. Um, 
their technique. But, so they added the flippers in 47, but it still took years and years and years mm -hmm. for them to have this, like, unbanning of pinball. Could you imagine in the court, they're like, I want to call my witness to the stand, and a little kid walks up, <laughs> they're like, this is Bobby, age 12, he loves pinball. And he just He's loves it. He's amazing at it. it. Um, so... <laughs> So they had, they had two machines, um, and one was one that Roger Sharp knew, like, really well. It was, like, his pinball machine, and the other was one, it was just, they had it as a backup that he'd never played on before, and so he was going to prove to the jury on the pinball machine, like, this. So he played it in front of them. Yes. Um, wow. And he was, like, he called his shot. But right before they were like, you can't use the machine you know that's cheating. Like, you probably rigged it. You have to use this machine you've never seen before. So he spends, like, a lot of time, like, practicing, like, trying to get the feel for it. And he he has basically one shot. Yeah. And he's like, oh my I'm going to pull the, the spring thing, and this is exactly yeah. what the ball is going to do. And it happened. And the judge was like... We don't need to see anything else. Thank he you. He got it. That and, was the proof. And he did it. And pinball was unbanned after that. That was like um, the greatest victory of all yeah, time. Oh it's like, gosh. we should make a movie about it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> did you so I was like looking up and Roger Sharp actually has two sons who are like ranked really highly in like the national pinball competitions. Um, and like I was looking at the ages of people who played pinball and who competed competitively. And there was such... Mm -hmm. There was wow. such a wide range of ages, like kids who were like 14, 15, 16 to like, you know, people in their 60s. Yeah. It's like, it's such a wide array of ranges. Wow. Yeah. Devin, I'm looking online now at some pinball terminology because I'm just so fascinated when you said flippers because I've never heard of that. There's flippers, there's um, add a ball, like you can add a ball to the existing ball going around. There's the apron, which is the large attachment at the very bottom which holds the score, hmm. back box, banana flippers, ball saver, wow. bumpers, buy-in, drop target drain, <laughs> or flipper, classic flipper, gobble hole, yeah. a hole in a pinball table that ends the game, the gobble hole. Well, going off of wow. your topic a little bit, um, in the 90s there was a push to incorporate video games into pinball because they, like yeah, yeah. they wanted to make pinball more like modern I guess so that was something they did then which wow. I'm still I'm such a sucker for old school pinball I think that's so much fun I with never 50s games yeah because I've never spent enough time with like a more modern machine to like understand all the ins and outs of it because they're just so complex yeah and then with the the earlier ones it's like this is exactly what I have to do I understand my objective the gobble holes here <laughs> the flippers are here you get it up there exactly yeah. I'm a, I'm a simple person. I really want to go play pinball. I think one of these weekends when I'm home, I'm going to go to the pinball arcade. And like I really there's a really big one in North Jersey somewhere. Like but a like a museum, probably. Yeah, right? it might be yeah. in Asbury Park. I'm not certain. Oh, you know what? That's not, that like rings a bell. Asbury mm -hmm. Park has like a lot of arcades. Yeah. It's probably historic. The yeah. biggest pinball museum in the world is somewhere in California. I just saw online the Las Vegas has the Pinball Hall of Fame. Hmm. That must be something special. I don't know what happened. I want to like take too. a trip where I visit every pinball museum in the U.S. You could be the. Pinball I've been to here. ones in Seattle, and in Virginia. I guess that's something you can do when you travel. Yeah. It's everywhere. Wow. It really is. You'd be surprised. It's like Philly doesn't have one. It's not just an American thing, too, right? Yeah. No. So it's for the the competitions, they have like I was looking at the standings, and they have little flags next to. Um, 
the the people who are ranked. Wow. So people from all over. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like it's so funny because like you, I feel like us, like our generation, we would never be like pinball equals rebellion. Yeah. No, when it's like a game, but like you know, true. um, pinball wizard by the Who. Yeah. And like Tommy and so all I that. Keep it, yeah. <laughs> That's like. That was, like, an anti-authoritarian, like, song because it's pinball. And pinball was banned then, and pinball was, like... You're fighting the man. Right. It's, like, the symbol of rebel culture. That's so cool because I feel like now, like, when I hear pinball, I think it's, like, like of, like, innocence and, like, you know, like, oh, like, vintage, like, a a simpler time. But, like, because now, like, I feel like people almost have the same reactions to, it like modern video games where they're like oh it's corrupting the youth whatever like it's you know same idea i was like, just telling thomas earlier yeah when jazz came out they were like our youth they're dancing they're, they're being corrupted yeah. would anyone say that they're nowadays? touching each other when they're <laughs> dancing when, when it's so when mellow you're like oh yeah. i listen to jazz people are like you are what? you a nerd <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly are you so 50 <laughs> so i don't know just hearing that court case and how he made the shot He's my hero. I know. He's my hero, too. I, like, I read so many different accounts of it, and it's just, it's so cool. He said there should be a movie. I think there should be. About the end of the the pinball prohibition. Well, I think we learned two things today, right? Learned a little bit about arcade games. Kind of one cohesive topic. Yeah. Yeah. Polybius, the mythical game feeding off youth minds, and pinball, the rebellion game in America. Oh, wonderful topic. Gambling. What was gambling? When they had flippers, so... Anyway, guys, we learned two things this week. Uh, join us next week for another episode of Two Top. Thanks for being in the studio, Devin and Thank Esther. You. It was a pleasure Thanks to have you guys. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Rosevere. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com. For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for another Two Topics.